Hello, friends, and welcome to season two of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. BFMD, as all the cool kids call us. It's Clayton Croker coming to you from Saskatoon. To my left, Justin Anderson. We are wearing two completely different outfits here, buddy. You're rocking the, the collared shirt, the nice pants, the nice shoes. I'm rocking a shirt from $5shirts.com, <laughs> Saskatchewan Rush sweats, and some slip-on shoes and a with non-matching socks. Wow. You're bringing the class, thank goodness, because I'm not. Um, Good job. Uh, the Maritime Mistress Maker, the president of the Allen Doyle Fan Club, Patrick Marsh in Nova Scotia. Are you rocking uh, sweats, pajamas? Are you naked? What's going on? Patrick, what are you wearing? I am rocking my Indianapolis Colts t-shirt. Yeah, baby. In commemoration of our big W against the Houston Texans. It was never in doubt. We're coming into Kansas City hot. We're going to take them down, and then we're going to drop some elbows on the San Diego Chargers. I'm calling it now. Colts are going to the big game. I like the way that the playoff picture for the Colts kind of kind of panned out because the Colts played the Texans first round. We've always had the Texans number. We've yeah. always had the Chiefs number in the playoffs. I mean, that huge 28-point comeback in 2000. 14, 15, I want to yeah. say now. It was a while ago. And then if we wouldn't play San Diego, and we've always had San Diego's number. So go Colts, go, baby. Actually, I would say that Phillip Rivers has had our number. Uh, I don't think we have beaten the Chargers in the playoffs in any of the times that we had Peyton at the very least. But You know what? Just let me have it, okay? Be, I... Let me have it. Let me have this moment. Now I'm going to be all nervous point... if we win this game. The point is, all signs point to the Colts right now. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now. I'm not saying the Chiefs are a joke. Pat Mahomes is a beast. 50 TDs, you don't get that by a fluke. Andy Reid, though, knows how to lose in the playoffs. Kool-Aid, man. So, pucker up. <laughs> all right. Uh, on the episode today, we're talking about uh, some Hall of Fame stuff. We're talking about uh, some signings, some rumors. Uh, we're also just going to be uh, talking about us, which we have already done for the past like three minutes to uh, start things off. Some housekeeping things to get out of the way. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Look it up. Batflips, Maple Dips, at BFMD Podcast. That's kind of our handle. And we're all over the internet except for one website, which will remain nameless. Justin. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Listen to us all over the place. Special shout-out to Wyoming today. Season 2, we're going to give shout-outs to Wyoming. Interesting. Wyoming is like the most boring place on the planet. They need this. They need something to go their way because Wyoming has literally nothing. Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) And uh, to all you fans in Exopia, yeah, Justin's working on it. Um, Holidays were good, boys. I mean, three weeks off, we're back at her. Feels good to be back. Uh, Justin, your holidays, lots of curling, lots of Uh, lots of what? Yeah, well, I went home, visited the folks for for Christmas and New Year's. Home is? Lloyd Minster, Canada's border city. The border of Alberta, Saskatchewan. So not too far from where I live in Saskatoon now. Um, yeah, saw some old friends, drank some beers, saw some family, drank some more beers. Had an, had a The Office themed New Year's party. So I, naturally, yeah. I went to his Deutsch route. You know pictures from that? Hey, you didn't post them anywhere. Uh, no, I don't think I did post any. I have a couple somewhere, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll post them on the old Twitter sometime. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, lots of socks for Christmas. That's nice. what I asked for. Lots of fancy socks. I'm wearing a pair of them right now. Bacon, eggs, and toast. Bacon, nice. eggs, and, and some toast on them. Yeah. So, I'm a big fan of breakfast. So, it's the best meal of the day. 
All right, in the Maritimes, um, Patrick, what was it like out there? Because as uh, Prairie Boys, we have no idea what you crazy Maritimers do for Christmas or New Year's or whatever. Just take us through the uh, two weeks off in old Nova Scotia. Well, uh, I'm happy to say it was indeed a white Christmas. Uh, we all snorted a shit ton of cocaine. Oh, okay. no, I was I'm about to kidding. say that's pretty uh, racist, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it snowed a lot. It was a white Christmas. It was absolutely beautiful. I spent my holidays uh, in Halifax and in Fall River, where uh, my spouse's parents are from. Uh, we did our annual trek to confer with Jesus on Christmas Eve. One thing I didn't notice before is the church that we go to, and I'm not going to say the name because... I don't want to open up that can of worms. Anyway, <laughs> we, were si- we were sitting down, and I look up, and I see the that like colored glass. I don't know what that what that's stained called. glass window. What? Yeah, the stained glass window. And I look up, and Jesus is on the on the cross, except his hands aren't tied down. Instead, they're like, I don't know how to. I would say like six o'clock and four o'clock, if we were to use like <laughs> like on the clocks. cross. Yeah. Yeah, like what? his hands were down and they had the holes in them. But man, Jesus was shredded. He had full on <laughs> massive pectorals yeah, and he had an always been eight, eight pack. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, look, I get it. Times were tough back in the days of the Romans, <laughs> but there's no way that Jesus was consuming enough protein to have those types of gains. <laughs> and it just the rest of the time that we were in the church, all I kept thinking was, why is Jesus so jacked in this stained glass window? It was very distracting. He's a carpenter. Um, he works with wood. He's lifting all day. He's putting in blood, sweat, and tears. He's, uh, yeah, but he's you, a handyman. You got to... Where's he getting all the protein from yeah, that's going to help him get those gains? Yeah, so. well, because he's turning five fish into like a million, and fish are a high source of protein, so that's where he's getting it from. He has an unlimited source. Those omega-3s, bro. Exactly. That's <laughs> how right. he's getting so jacked. Well, the holidays were fantastic, <laughs> uh, and uh, we had a Christmas Day dinner that was delicious, and uh, it was all the fixins you could imagine, and it was, it was lovely. Okay, one more thing lovely. on Jesus here. Um, again, I go to church with the fiance's uh, family every Christmas Eve, every Christmas Day. Um, I grew up Catholic, still am. Went to uh, Catholic high school, was always at church during Catholic high school. That's what you do. When did they change the words in church? Like five, six years ago, probably. Like the, um, what is it? The, Instead of, and also and with also you, with it's you, with, it's, a, and with your, your spirit. spirit now. Yeah. Sounded like a complete idiot at church. Because that's oh, the, like, the only line I know in church is that yeah. like one line. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Not, I can nail that part. Nothing not else. I, I forget. And so I'm sitting there in church, and I'm like, uh, may the Lord be with you. And I'm, and I'm like, and also with you. And everyone, and with your spirit. And I'm like, oh, oh dang shit. it. I did it like three or four <laughs> well, times because they do that randomly in the oh, middle yeah, of church. They get you. Sometimes it, like, I swear it's like their alarm clock or something They're to wake people up. attention, yeah. And they, May the Lord be with you. Oh, and also oh, with you. Yes, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we're back in it. You know, kind of keeps people on focus, but they change the lines. Look like a complete idiot out there. Thanks, Jesus. Um, but no, mine was good. Lots of family stuff, lots of wedding planning stuff, lots of, lots of liquor. For the first time, I had uh, Christmas off because in radio, you don't really get too many uh, days off. You know, you get Christmas Day, Boxing Day off, and that's about it. And I'm always in a small town, so usually, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, 
I got the 21st of the second note. First time like ever that's happened. So yeah, a lot of slothing, a lot of time in my rush sweatpants and just, <laughs> oh man, good to see the family, good to see the little ones and stuff like that. Um, coming up for 2019, you guys got New Year's resolutions. What's your theme going to be for the oh, year? Man. And let's hear some Blue Jays predictions. Very, very short ones though, okay? Justin, I'll let you start. Okay, well, I made some New Year's resolutions this year. Okay, he's breaking out the I've phone, got a few by the way. He's got it written down. Let's go on my Instagram post. Uh, I said that I wanted to go have more experiences out in the world, so I've already got one baseball trip booked to Anaheim at the end of April with nice. my sister. Hopefully, uh, book another one would be great. <laughs> uh, I like to read more books this year. I've already I've read I've read one so far this year. I started reading Anchor Boy, the Jay yeah, Onright book. Good book. Super super funny. I started reading that a couple nights ago. Can't put it down. Uh, I want to actually practice my guitar this year because I've I've had a guitar for like three years and I just like never play it. And then uh, eat out less or not at all, really. It's That's kind of one of said. my things. <laughs> she would, she would, uh, not, well, would she would be eaten out less. <laughs> you didn't have to explain it. I think we all got it. Oh, I think well, no one really needed to. that joke anyway, explanation there. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, eat out less is like the the big thing. This is a thing. family podcast here. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's we were not. just talking about cocaine and Jesus like seven <laughs> minutes ago. Like. Yeah, it says the guy family, who family for cocaine. Podcast. Yeah, family podcast, I guess. In the Maritimes, apparently that's a family podcast. Yes, no Jesus. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you're up. Resolutions for 2019 here. <laughs> I don't need a New Year's resolution to tell me stuff I'm not going to do. You're already perfect, I'm just going to... I want to live in the moment, all right? We're here in the now, okay? I don't want to be thinking forward or backward i don't care it happened in 2018 it's already over who cares 2019 is a new hotness that's the cocaine talking did you just like get those <laughs> off of a bumper sticker yeah. or something like that were you just patrick driving? has those uh yeah. it's like the mom who has like the quote yeah exactly driving home from work and i was seeing all the motivational bumper stickers like that's a good point that's live, how i'm laugh, gonna live love live laugh love i can neither confirm nor deny that i have a hang in there uh, with the kitten hanging off the branch <laughs> poster in my room. Can't yeah. confirm. Uh, check when that poster was made because it, it, there's a good chance it's an old poster and that cat is dead in that poster. So. Oh. Yeah. He did, well, it, my God. I stole that joke. <laughs> I stole that joke from The Simpsons. Yeah. Anyone? Marge Simpson when she's uh, in the garage and she sees that. I think I forget what she is. She's a realtor or something like that. And it's like, hang in there, baby. And she sees the date. It's like 1975. <laughs> oh, that cat's long. <laughs> so I stole uh, stole that joke from Marge. That's All right. My uh, resolution. That's even funnier when you retell the joke, Clayton. Jesus. Well, what happens if Matt Groening listens to the podcast, hears that I stole his joke, and he's going to be like, screw these guys. <laughs> sues us for all we have and now we can't do the podcast well just trying to save our butts just trying to save our butts uh in 2019 <laughs> i don't think matt graining is too concerned with the lives of a bunch of uh canadian boys but the theme song this year that i was thinking about um first of all for the jays no drake okay yep. this is not gonna be drake's year i think we gotta go with something a little more heavy metal uh, as far as my personal theme goes, uh, it's been the same theme song now since 1986. Uh, you know, 30 years before the song was even written, it's going to be Da Rude Sandstorm. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I think the 2019 theme song for the Jays, for me anyway, is going to be uh, Dixieland Delight by Alabama. 
Because for me, my New Year's resolution for 2019 is not to get too too into the Toronto Blue Jays. In years past, I've been too into them, and I'm like, I get really pissed off when they don't win. I get upset, and I get passionate. It's the opposite of sexy. And uh, I, I get just too invested in them. And this year, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to take a step back and just enjoy it as a fan. I'm not going to analyze every little thing like I usually do, like in the good old playoff years. I'm going to take a step back and just kind of chill, you know, just like the song Dixieland Delight. Just going to chill. It's a nice little easygoing song. That's my theme for the Toronto Blue Jays. Nice and easygoing, no expectations. Just enjoy it. Enjoy our young guys and try not to drink myself to death watching our pitching this season. Uh, speaking of pitching this season, um, the Jays acquired a couple pitchers, which are pretty old and pretty, I don't know, I don't want to say non-impact pitchers, but they could turn out to be okay. Um, Matt Shoemaker signed to a one-year deal, $3.5 million. Uh, he's 32, which isn't that old. He's not the older of the two pitchers we signed, but he is coming off a bad year. Yeah, well, I mean, he was hurt. He's had forearm issues the last couple of seasons, uh, but didn't he did pitch in September, which was nice to see. And, I mean, his, his stats are good on the surface. He gets ground balls, which is something that we all really like. Doesn't give up a ton of home runs. And, I mean, he's he doesn't walk a ton of guys either. So, I mean, if, if he's healthy, if he can come back, it seems like we say this about every pitcher we have, Sanchez, yeah. Stroman included. If, if he's healthy and he starts the season off strong, there's a good chance that, He's one of those guys, like when we what we did with Axford last year and uh, with O, where we bring him in and then we trade him at the deadline kind yeah. of thing to a contender because, let's face it, the Jays aren't going to contend this year, not in our division anyway because there's three teams in our division who are better than us. Um, so, I mean, I, I like Shoemaker a lot. I've actually, in the past, I had him on a fantasy team. And when he had a big year in 20, 2014, he went 16-4 and four that year and had a great season. Uh, I had him on a team that year, and then he's kind of fallen off a little bit since then. But I, I like his chances to rebound just because he did pitch well and healthily in, in September, and that's always a good way for a pitcher to, to end the year. Patrick, do you like this uh, Matt Shoemaker deal? Again, $3.5 million isn't that it's big. It's nothing. It's yeah. not the $10 million we gave Jaime Garcia last no. year. Yeah. This is obviously a sign that the Jays need some innings eaten. It's a sign that they're not going to waste a bunch of money on signing – uh, starting pitcher like Dallas Keuchel or whoever the hell is left floating out there. Um, Shoemaker was actually, if I'm not mistaken, runner-up for Rookie of the Year uh, in 2014 year. You were just yeah, talking about, correct. Justin. Yeah. Uh, and since then, he has not been able to repeat that success. Uh, I mean, it would be hard to do that even if you were Clayton Kershaw, but... Uh, nonetheless, I think Schumacher or Shoemaker represents, uh, eh, whatever. I'm glad they're not wasting money. It's a very shrewd move, and I think it's more more indicative of the fact that the Jays don't want to bother wasting resources in a year that's just going to be all about developing the young guys, and they need some asshole to go out on the mound every fifth day to eat up four or five innings. Don't call him an asshole. He might be a nice guy. He's Come a real on. nice guy. Yeah. He's real, and he's happy to be in Toronto, too. Yeah. He's so got a great last answer. name, too. Shoemaker. Yeah, we're going to be able to cobble together so many puns. Man, so many. I might buy his jersey. No, I'm just kidding. I'm cheap. Um, I'm buying this guy's jersey, though. Great name. Clayton Richard. 
Or is it Richard? I think it's Richard. Is it Richard? It's I Richard. I don't think he's French. It's a boring last name, Richard. I hate when people have first name last names. Yeah, that was Clayton Richard. First great first name, though. Um, yeah, we acquired him uh, for a minor leaguer. Connor Nobody, Panis. Yeah, like whatever. Canadian. Who cares? Uh, Richard's 35, though, and... He does eat up a lot of innings, but again, yeah. not a long-term solution. We're not looking at long-term no. solutions for pitching this year. No. We're just looking at stop gaps until some of our younger guys come up. Sexy name, but Patrick, does this mean anything, or is this a whatever? He's an inning eater. Uh, he'll go out and provide us with below a league average performances um, because that's what happens when you're 35, yeah. uh, unless you're, you know, one in a million. Um, but this is fine. I mean, we got him for almost nothing. We didn't give up anyone in our top 30 prospects, so it doesn't really matter. He was DFA'd anyway by San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He's It's fine. He'll eat, he'll eat a bunch of innings, I and mean, that's about all he's going to do for us. That we, That's all we want him to do, really, is just he's a left-handed, which is kind of nice. So he'll compliment Baraki a little bit in the rotation with two lefties. Almost 60% ground balls his career i guess his average his career is 54 percent gives up some home runs which could be an issue but i mean he's not going to do anything he's not going to strike out 10 guys a night he's going to just be serviceable he's gonna, it's almost like an r8 dickey-esque pitcher who's just going to eat a bunch of innings a mark burley type where he's not gonna he doesn't work too hard out there so he's gonna be able to eat some innings for us he's not gonna play too much with us i think i think he'll kind of move into like a jaime garcia kind of year uh kind of <laughs> Kind of situation, him <laughs> and Shoemaker, kind of, you know. I, sh- I, I I have higher hopes for Shoemaker. Yeah, me too. Just because he's oh, actually yeah. shown success in the yeah. past. Like Richards had two good seasons, three good seasons as a starter, and they were five plus years ago. Yeah. So I mean, he's thirty five. He's in the twilight of his career, mm-hmm. for especially for a pitcher. Um, he doesn't throw too hard. At least for Shoemaker, he's got a little bit more youth on his side and and the track record of pitching in, a, in L.A. with the Angels. so We said the same thing about Matt Latos, and that did not work out for the old Jays. Yeah, Classic Jays well. move. Classic Jays move to just roll the dice on some Matt old Latos veteran pitchers. Matt Latos was pretty on his way down by yeah. the time we got him. Um, some pitchers who are in the prime of their career, Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez, uh, those rumors have really slowed down. Haven't heard uh, anything lately. Yeah, yeah, San Diego t- trying to acquire Stroman, what was that, like a month and a half ago now? Was just the, I, don't I know think that was, was just, true. yeah, that was just kind of nothing. Aaron Sanchez, I haven't heard anything. No. Again, now that they've slowed down, are you guys happy? Or, Patrick, are you a little sad that we won't be dealing any of these guys and we have both of them on our roster next year? Yeah, I mean, I mean back in December, I wasn't even willing to consider the idea of trading them uh and that's why i was i shut it down pretty abruptly in previous podcast episodes and i'm glad to see the rumors are slowing down because it just felt like fake news there's no chance they were going to trade stroman or sanchez unless it was for like a top five prospect in a system plus you know a serviceable major league pitcher plus you know an outfield prospect or something like that it was just it wasn't going to happen it's just it's it, I don't want to keep saying fake news, but like it just it, it was never going to happen in the first place. And that's why Stroman got so belligerent with his uh, social media feeds. He was trying to shut it down. We've got Donald Trump on the mic today with all his fake news. Yeah. 
Hearing him, oh, hearing him oh, breathe was an absolute oh, nightmare man. during that. Have you seen all the uh, the edits of that? Oh yeah, where it's just him breathing yeah. in. Yeah, you need to look that up if you haven't seen it, man. It is, it's ridiculous. Um, let's talk about um, Russell Martin because according to Atkins, um, some teams are interested in acquiring him. Allegedly. What are we gonna get in return for Russell Martin? And how much of his salary are we gonna have to eat? Eighty percent at least. So is it? Why don't we just keep Russell Martin? Why don't we just let Russell Martin be our backup catcher? Well, the problem and is, Danny is Jansen just be the starter. We've got Jansen, Martin, Maley, and McGuire. Well, Maley can go away. Whatever. Russell Martin. I'd rather have Russell Martin as a backup player coach kind of role for the young yeah, pitchers. Yeah, it, it's it, it's tough because you leave you leave him on a roster spot. He's mm-hmm. taking up. I know. Taking up a twenty five man and a forty man roster spot. At the same time, I yeah, I, I don't mind keeping him around. He's this is his last year of his contract, and then he's free and clear. He, maybe he retires if he is. Russell Martin going to be as bad as he was last season? Is it no. is it humanly possible to no, be that bad two years in a row for yeah. a guy with at least a track record of being decent throughout his whole career? He's going to rebound a little bit. He's got to. We're not going to win anyway. Are no. you in the same boat here, Patrick? Or are you like get rid of Russell Martin? No, I'm still consistent with what I said before the new year, which was I'd rather keep Russell Martin and have him as a mentor. Mm. We know he can play third base, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he will play third base. Uh, he but won't, not after the first couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> he'll get he'll get starts. Like he'll be in the lineup if we still have him. Yeah. As far as the salary goes, uh, what is he supposed to get paid this year? How much? Eighteen million dollars, I want to say. Eighteen million. We'd have to eat at least fourteen 20, of it for a team 20. to be like. I think, mm, yeah, maybe. I think, I think it's twenty, it's but 20. if we want to trade him, I think it's yeah. expected that we have to pay eighteen million dollars of his salary, uh, something like that. Yeah. That's... No, just keep him. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, he it can't get any worse for him. I mean, last year was, uh, offensively speaking, an absolute disaster, <laughs> and he could he still hit ten home runs. So, yeah. I mean. There's something there, and it's worth it. And I would like to see him be a part of not maybe not the coaching staff, but uh, at least a part of the veteran presence on this team for at least one more year. Even though we tore him apart constantly uh, in the first season of Batflips Maple Dips, we still want him back. That's why. It's, uh, that's it's when a you new know. Year. That's when it's you know. Year. That's when you know you got some love from the fans. Uh, from one of our oldest players to one of our youngest, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yes. said he wants to bring a championship to Toronto this season. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I love him saying that because what do you want your young superstar to say? Uh, we're not going to be that good. I'm just here to gain experience. No, screw that. Like you want, used to winning. You know what? Deep down, Vladdy probably knows they're not going to oh, win. Yeah. <laughs> but I like on the outside him thinking, you know what? We're going to go for it still. We're still going to try and win a championship because that's the goal. You play to win the game, Herm Edwards. <laughs> you play to win the game. So I like that attitude Playoffs. that he has, you know, just like, uh, no, we're playing to win. I love that mentality from this guy already. Um, do you think he is nuts for doing this? Do you think that he knows they're not going to win? What do you think Vladdy is uh, doing with this statement, Patrick? I think it's uh, a very noble but naive attempt to fire up his team before the season starts. It's not going to matter. Even if Vladdy comes out and has like a, a 5.0 F-War season <laughs> and wins Rookie of the Year and hits 280 or whatever, it's MVP. just not going to matter because the team has just got too many gaps. They're not going to win a championship, and it would be – a crime 
for Vladdy to be in AAA and win a championship this season. I, I don't think I could think of a bigger crime. I'd have to rewatch the most recent episode of Paw Patrol to kind of figure think of a crime more egregious. Chase was not on the case. God, good Paw Patrol reference, man. Nicely, I've been watching a lot of Paw Patrol with my nieces and nephews, and it's just. <laughs> God, is it a painful show. <laughs> oh, there's that one dog that always gets picked on. Who's the bulldog in that show? Oh, I forget his name. But oh, they know. always make fun of him because he's fat. Oh, I hate man. that. It's like, man, this this dog is getting picked on all the time. You're supposed to be teaching kids to not body shame. Not body shame. It's 2019. Come on. Um, Tulo, he gone. He's gone to the New York Yankees. Um, whatever. Have fun, Tulo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This one's for you, Tulo. Will you remember me? Tulo won't remember us. We'll remember him, though, uh, especially because some of his clutch home runs during the uh, playoff runs, those two yeah. years there. We'll remember him as, as being injured, though, for most of the time. <laughs> do you um, do you kind of get mad at him for signing with the Yankees, a divisional rival? No. No? No, I mean... Didi Gregorius had Tommy John surgery for the Yankees after the playoffs were over. So he's going to miss at least half a season at shortstop. Mm -hmm. And they haven't signed Manny Machado yet, even though it sounds like Manny wants to go there. But the Yankees haven't actually made him an official offer yet, according to sources on Twitter as, as late as today. Um, so, I mean, the Yankees need somebody to play shortstop. So it sounds like the Yankees are hoping that Tulo's going to start at shortstop for them to open the season. I like that. He's still um, good. And he when he's passed healthy, he's good. He passed the physical. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently he's healthy. All signs point to Tulo being at least appearing healthy enough to pass a physical. Patrick, what are your expectations uh, yeah. for Tulo in uh, a Yankees uniform this year? The only thing I'm going to say about this is that we're paying him, what, $20 million to play 30, against us? 30, and then $18 30, million Yeah, the next 38 year. over the yeah. next two years. Whatever. Have a great season, Tulo. I wish you the best yeah, of luck. Good luck. Um, but you know, get saltier about this, guys. He signed. I know. You're I, not gonna. I, don't I, care. I was about to. Like he's not gonna. He's not gonna start more than thirty games for the Yankees this year. Um, whether they sign Machado or not, he's just he's old and busted. I don't care if he claims that he's in perfect health or great health or whatever. He, he hasn't played much baseball the last two years 2019 has made you guys soft 2018 like, version of honestly, you too. you guys were calling people out I don't really, sending guys I, to the sun and... i washed my hands with two I, I don't is if he comes back and has a good season good for him but i i don't care anymore like he could conscious pilot over here i wash my hands i wash my hands what is with the religious references on the show today like very well, catholic jesus related show today. also I like with and with your spirit, lift them up. Uh, Machado and Harper, they still haven't signed. Um, does anyone really think that the White Sox have a chance to land either of them? Because I keep hearing the White Sox <laughs> I love, I love coming it. up in these talks, and it's like the White Sox. So, yeah, the White Sox signed John Jay the other day, and yeah, he's somehow he's like the best. He's best friends with Manny Machado, as you know, something like that, or else he's related to somebody that I don't know. It was there's like some weird connections, and they also have somebody else on their staff who's a close relative or friend of Machado too so it's like oh yeah the White Sox are signing Manny's friends and family so that he comes to play with them I'm like well the White Sox are they have some good young players that are going to come up kind of like us but they're still probably two three years from doing 
anything. Yeah, White Sox talk. <laughs> um, probably the first and last time we'll ever do this on the show. But uh, Patrick, what do you think about the White Sox for Machado and Harper? These rumors, and where do you think that those two are going to go? It's it seems really stupid for the White Sox to do this, <laughs> even though they're two of the, the best players in MLB right now. They're looking for thirty million. I mean, I know nobody has offered that to them. Yeah. Um, at least that's Yet. what we see on the surface. Who knows? Uh, but the thing is, why the White Sox have a lot of rebuilding to do. Why would they invest so much money and so many years in two guys? Like, it just seems silly to me. I would rather have, you know, uh, 10, $3 million players who are young and serviceable as opposed to one $30 million a year player who... Might be great, but Chicago, the White Sox are so bad that, what does it mean? Let's say that they get one of them, and, you know, they are able to produce, like, a 6F war. I don't know why I keep using war, but, like, what does that mean? The White Sox go from winning 56 games to 64 games? Ooh. (laughs) Okay, so where do they go? Where do uh, Machado and Harper go, then? Uh, I think Harper's going right back to where he came from, and... Machado probably back to the Dodgers unless they're like adamant about not signing him anymore. I the Nationals I have made Harper the biggest offer yeah. so far. I think Harper's still going to the Phillies for some reason. I don't know why, but I think he's going to the yeah. Phillies. It'd be weird for him to go the to Phillies a division big, rival. They're, their outfield's already loaded though. Yeah, but they want him. Like, again, the White Sox yeah. and the Phillies. Those are the two te- the random teams that come up for these two guys. I think Machado still ends up in New York. I don't know why, but I think he's going to be a Yankee, which is. Which is He's just have great. to settle because they they say they're not paying him three hundred million. I bet you these guys do settle. I don't know why, but I th- I just if they want to play baseball, they might have to. Yeah, that's what I think too. Um, last thing about the news here. Uh, bye, Jaime Garcia. He retired. <laughs> Good call. Uh, didn't have the year that we expected from him at all. He was great back in the day. I mean, I had yeah. called him Jamie up until last year i thought his name was jamie garcia but it's jaime but um good for him again he was awful for us but good during the rest of his career truly awful truly really bad for us so yeah bye jaime garcia you know what we're not even going to go around the table and talk about you because we're done with you bye-bye oh man i had a sick burn okay okay one quick one you're allowed one quick one uh well all i was gonna say was that i'm pretty sure he retired last year and he was just pissing around on our mound last year i have to say listen let's not clown too much on jaime garcia okay he's one of uh, a handful of very proud mexican baseball players who were able to win the world series championship He, he won it with the cardinals in 2011 uh so we can't take that away from him and he actually did have a pretty good career um rough way to end it um pretty much the worst way I, <laughs> I can imagine to end a career, except maybe the way that Mark Burley kind of got clowned by uh, the Jays, trying to get him to that 200 innings or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, that was just ugly. But, I mean, Jaime Garcia's season last year was the most disgusting thing I've seen since uh, Peter Jackson's uh, Brain Dead movie. Just 
Full on gory. Obscure reference of the show goes to Patrick. Ding, was, ding, ding, ding. Wow. 200 points for Patrick. I award you 200 points. I don't know what points mean in this podcast. We've never done that before. 10 but points to Gryffindor. Like, whose line is it anyway? The points <laughs> probably don't matter. Uh, let's get to some Hall of Fame talk here because um, some of the ballots are coming in. Uh, yeah. 39% of the ballots though. are known. And that's a good chunk, almost half. Um, it looks like Mariano Rivera is going to get in. Yeah. Obviously, it's his first ah. year. He's got 100%. Uh, Roy Halladay's got 94%. He's I did not think it would be that high for his first year. I thought he was going to get oh, in yeah. his second year. Again, I know, but that's the thing. Like, Doc never won, did he? No, but he was the best pitcher in yeah. baseball for the first decade. And that's what I, I, I'm still in football mode where it's like, hey, you know, if you're a quarterback, Super Bowl wins mean yeah. something, you know. I'm still stuck in that for some reason with Roy Halladay. Oh, but he never won. But with baseball and especially pitchers, no, he won, like that. He won Cy Young. Exactly. So, like, he, he's got yeah. the individual accomplishments. Yeah. See, it's not – it's different now where it's it doesn't matter if you've won a championship or not. The individual accolades are kind of more important which is why Dan Marino is still one of the best of all time, despite the fact that um, the Dolphins were miserably bad in the playoffs uh, during most of his tenure. Uh, Edgar, Edgar Martinez, final year of eligibility, is at 90.7. What's the number you need to get in again? Is it 75. 75. 75, okay. So it looks like Edgar is going to probably make it on his final year, barring some kind of huge setback. Mike Messina is at 82.1. Mike Messina, I like the fact he's getting some love. But the uh, the on-the-fence guys are really close here. Clemens is at 74%. Uh, Schilling's at 73 Barry Bonds is at 73 And the one guy that we love talking about here uh, for Hall of Fame talk, Larry Walker, currently sitting 66% with his ninth year of eligibility. Again, this is only with 39% of the ballots in. Yeah. But Larry Walker sitting at 66 He could make a push to get to 74 Well, last year he finished in the 30s. Yeah. So he's already he's close to doubling his percentage from mm-hmm. last year. And he goes in next year will be his last year of eligibility. Yeah. And, I mean, if he can stick around this number, there's no reason that he shouldn't get in next year because guys like Doc and Mariano Rivera and Edgar and Musino will be off the ballot and potentially even Clemens, Schilling and Bonds might be off the ballot too exactly, if they can yeah. get another 2% all three of those guys could get, we could have a 7 player ballot hey guys year. listen to this is there a bigger crime that the Paw Patrol can investigate than <laughs> the crime dog Fred McGriff in his final year of yeah. eligibility only has 35.8% of the votes tabulated so far that is it's nuts to me it doesn't make any sense isn't this how his, many teams did fred mcgriff play isn't for? this fred mcgriff's um highest total though throughout his 10 years even Ooh, i don't know but still like 35.8 percent and is the fact really, that omar viscal like, has the same percentage as as fred mcgriff is an even bigger crime because viscal outside of being a serviceable defender was that terrible offensive baseball mm-hmm. player yeah <laughs> he played for seven different teams in his career, and he was great. Yeah, like for all of them. But it seems kind of weird, you know. Like usually, when you think of Hall of Fame guys, you think of a guy that played for you know two teams, maybe three, one team his whole career. Clemens you know? played for four. And Clemens did play for four, but I mean Fred McGriff, he never stayed somewhere for like a long, long time. Again, like yeah. Tampa Bay five years, Atlanta five years, Toronto five years. Didn't Padres Omar Vizquel play for like twenty seven well, teams? Omar Vizquel has been around the sun, <laughs> you know. But like Omar Vizquel was also playing. Fred McGriff was playing when he was super old, too. Yeah. But I think that might hinder Fred McGriff is the fact that he didn't have staying, like, a, like he didn't He'll spend, get in. like, a 10-year span with one team and then four teams in five years kind of thing. It wasn't one of those. Yeah. He was always just kind of, like, 
traveling around for you know five years at a time. I think that's what kind of might hinder him. He's yeah, got I stats, know. and again, I think McGriff will be one of those guys who will get in through one of those like special. Committees. The veterans the committee. committee. Yeah. Oh, he has before. to. He has yeah. 493 home runs. That's ridiculous. Well, home runs aren't everything. Mm-hmm. And Omar Vizquel they're not. Right they're not. But I mean, like he was good. He's a great play. He's a great ball look player. Look at his stats, and they yeah. pass. Oh yeah, they, they pass do every pass test. the eyeball test, and it's yeah. really confusing as to why he's not getting more. And here's another thing that really pisses me off about the the people who vote in these things. Not everybody picks ten players. Some of them only vote for like four. They don't have to. Five. There's, there's no rule, unfortunately. It's it's stupid. I think if you don't vote for ten guys to get into the Hall of Fame, you should have your vote taken away, and publicly post and be like, "This guy is an idiot," and or or girl uh, is an idiot for not maximizing the votes because it's it's screwing over players who should get in. What about guys like? Mid- okay. What about guys like Clemens and Bonds, where it's kind of controversial, where people, like, maybe they, again, I wouldn't have a moral obligation, but maybe some people vote for eight, and they leave those two guys off there just because it's like, you know what, they did steroids, I'm not voting for them. No, wait for the, wait till they're dead. I'm sticking to the same thing I said uh, last year, which is wait, wait until they're dead so they can't celebrate the significance of getting into the Hall of Fame. We, they need to do everything they can to try to block... Clemens and Bonds from getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm, okay. You agree with that? No. I'm ready for those guys to just get in and get them off the ballot so other deserving players can get in. I think Clemens, <laughs> should, Clemens I think, should be in there because he was just so dominant. But Barry Bonds, like, I'm still on the fence because Barry Bonds, like... Everyone was doing steroids. I know. <laughs> I know. Was. But he's like the poster boy for steroids, yeah. you know? Never like, proven guilty, though, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> with Clemens, at least, it's kind of... like I guess Clemens is kind of like for pitchers anyway. He's kind of like the poster boy yeah. for steroid pitchers. But Mark McGuire never got in, and I'm I'm happy with Mark McGuire not getting because he was uh, an ass of a person. Too. Yeah, he's just not a good human being. But he was on The Simpsons. So <laughs> he was hilarious on The Simpsons. You want to see me hit some dingers? Dingers. Hasn't, hasn't Kevin Spacey been on The Simpsons too? And he's not a very good guy either. That's true. But Kevin Spacey was on everything Oof. back in the day, yeah. though. Simpsons has a lot of creeps on there. <laughs> yeah, Matt Groening, if you're listening, man, we, we love you, buddy. Love you. Um, what are some surprises on that bottom end of the list where you thought people would get more votes? Vernon Wells with the 0.0 putting up the shutout. I'm proud of him for that. Not yeah, good for him. But hey, there, there, are, there are some names on here that, like, don't, like Juan Pierre. Yeah. Uh, it's we, just because they're eligible doesn't yeah. mean they're going to get votes. Okay. Right? Like like Travis Ted, Hafner. I mean, great player, but why is Travis Hafner Jason Bay's on there. Like, Rick Miguel, and Keel. Miguel Tejada got 0.6%. So, like, one person one voted vote for him. So I thought he would have more. Miguel, Miguel Tejada was a pretty good player. He was decent. For the Oakland days, back where the, the Moneyball days. I mean, Miguel Tejada was playing pretty good for them. Lance Berkman only got 1.2. Um, Patrick, do you Roy see anyone o- on here? Uh, Roy Oswalt has 1.2%. 1.2%. He was a good pitcher, too. That's great pitcher. He, yeah, he won 163 games. Yeah. His career ERA was 3.36. I don't see what's wrong with him. Why is he got – did he do something? I thought that I, we just don't know about. I thought Manny Ramirez would have more too. Uh, he's at twenty five percent right now. Again, this is with thirty nine percent of the ballots known. So yeah. these numbers could change, not drastically, but I mean they could go up and down by a pretty good margin here. But Manram with twenty five point nine percent. I was a little surprised by that, but 
looking at the rest of the list, maybe I'm not because he's pretty high up there, and that's a pretty good number for him. But guys like again, like Sammy Sosa's at 13 percent. Steroids and cork bats too. Jeff Kent 11.7. Jeff Andrew Kent. Jones only yeah. has eight percent. Andrew Jones is a crime, and yeah. that's the thing though. Like, there's not enough room for all these guys to go. Into Andrew the Jones hall. is one of the top five defensive players of all time. Yeah, oh in man, baseball. great glove, great arm. I love how the guys going into the hall now, like on the ballot, like we saw them play and we remember them well. Yeah, like I remember watching Kevin Euclid. I remember watching Placido Polanco, Ted Lilly's on the list, Derek Lowe, Garland, Freddie Garcia, Jason Bay, like yeah. all these guys we used to watch, and it's like. Are they going to get into the Hall of Fame? You kind of you kind of so. get more into it now. Yeah. I mean, like with Larry being in his his tenth or his ninth year already. Like I I don't have too many memories of Larry Walker playing baseball because mm-hmm. I was pretty young at the time and he was already in the tail end of his career. By the time I can really recall watching teams outside of the Blue Jays, so I mean we didn't didn't get coverage of Larry Walker games here in Canada because no. we only get Blue Jays national coverage yeah. most of the time. So. So, yeah. looking at the uh, top four right now, again, Rivera, Holiday, Martinez, Messina, as of right now, with 39% of the ballots known, they're all in. And Clemens is at 74, just barely. Yeah. So, do you see those four all going in? Do you see those five going in? Do you see, like, what's your, what does your Hall of Fame prediction look like right now, Justin? Uh, Rivera, Holiday, and Edgar are pretty much locks at this point. Messina could still go down I, he likely gets in i mean these are just the ballots that have been made public so there yeah there could be we could already have 70 percent of the, of the votes submitted for all we know these are the people who have made their ballots public and good on them for doing so because some of them have terrible ballots <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for opening themselves up to, con- to c- c- criticism mm-hmm. but i i think we see a, the top three for sure and messina is probably going to get in and clemens Schilling, and bonds are all going to become very close I think Clemens gets in with those five. Yeah. I think that's my Hall of Fame prediction there. Patrick, you? Uh, Well, first I want to say shout out to the people who have made their ballots public. Mm -hmm. I think all ballots should be public at all times uh, for these types of things. And to all the guys who aren't, or guys and girls, sorry, uh, who are out there not maximizing their voting uh, and not voting for 10 or whatever it is the cap is, uh, screw you. You're the reason why the Hall of Fame is has this problem now. We're good players who probably should get more attention aren't getting it. Uh, that being said, I'll step off the pulpit and say Rivera is a lock. He might compete with Griffey for the highest percentage of all time. He might. Uh, Roy is a lock. I called it. I said he'd have low 90s. Uh, um it's looking like that's going to happen. Edgar will get in, uh, finally, rightfully so. And Musina will get in. And I think the rest of them are going to have to wait another year. Uh, and, but our boy Larry is going to hit 70%. And then next year, uh, he'll walk backwards into the Hall of Fame wearing that Rocky hat. Do you think he's gonna wear the Rocky hat? Definitely. Well, yeah, he's got to. He's got yeah, to. I guess. Yeah, I turned around on it. I was, I was thinking it might be Expos because he came in with them and he has a very strong affinity uh, for Montreal and Canada uh, for obvious reasons. But I, it just makes sense for him to go in as a Rocky. Yeah, I want him with an Expo hat on. Obviously, I mean that'd be sweet. It's be awesome. the Expos, the nostalgia value of it, whatever. But it's got to be the Rock. When you think of Larry Walker, the Rockies come first. Yeah, and then the expos 
Like, some people just forget that he played for the Expos, like, outside of Canada. Yeah. Like, like American baseball fans, they probably don't even know that Larry Walker played for Montreal. Probably not. A lot of baseball fans probably in America probably don't name, couldn't name any Montreal Expo <laughs> outside of, like, Vladimir Guerrero. Or Pedro. Pedro, I guess. Yeah, and that's that's about it. But, oh, man. I, another last question before we wrap things up. If Montreal came back, would you cheer for them? Like, would you have two baseball teams you cheer for? Because I kind of think that's bad style, having two teams. But would you make an exception for Montreal? I I mean, I'm a Jays fan. I love baseball in general. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I cheer for, like, I like the Oakland Athletics, but I don't cheer for them. I like their, their franchise and the way they run things. But I don't know if I'd necessarily cheer for Montreal. I'd, I'd hope they were successful so that they would stick around. Just like when the Jets came back to the NHL. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not a Jets fan by any means, but I wanted, I wanted, I'm happy that Winnipeg got their team back and that they're six, having success and that the fans are still showing up. And I, I'd hope the same for a Montreal baseball team. Patrick, if Montreal comes back, you're cheering for them as hard as you do for the Jays? No, not even remotely close. My dad was an Expos fan, and he had a hard time. It took him, like, uh, 10 years to transition into a Jays fan, and even then I'd say it's casual at best my mom is more of an ardent jays fan uh than uh anybody else uh, aside from me uh in the family i i wouldn't like cheer for them to lose but i just think i have an al team there it's the jays they're my favorite team um i have an affinity for uh, the history of the Dodgers and the Giants. I have an affinity for the Braves of the 90s. Um, but honestly, if every team stadium blew up right now from a meteor strike, I wouldn't care. I'm a Jays fan. That's it. Yeah, me too. But I do like wearing Expos hats the odd time. I always rock Jays hats or a toque. Like that, those are my go-to. Expos have a cool logo. I like mixing yeah. it up with a nice yeah. Expos hat. I, my favorite hat of all time was a black hat with a white Expos logo. Just a nice, clean, crisp look. I'm yeah, a hats cool. guy. I wear hats all yeah. the time. And uh, yeah, is it okay to wear? Like, this is a question I was just thinking of, Clayton. Is it okay to wear logos of teams that aren't your favorite team, or is that showing disrespect to your favorite team? Or is it okay to wear stuff that's like, it's cool? If it's not a rival, like yeah. Like I'm not wearing a Yankees or Red Sox hat yeah. by any means. Like that's not cool. That's that's being a traitor. But if it's <laughs> if it's a Padres hat or someone in the NL, no, whatever. Yeah. I think. The Expos and Jays were yeah. rivals because of geography, not because of division. Like the Expos yeah. were a National League team, right? And they're gone now. So they're gone. <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's like spe- wearing a Grizzlies hat. Yeah, exactly. Vancouver Grizzlies yeah. hat. <laughs> Speaking of gone, uh, we are gone. Season two, episode one in the books. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell strangers in the streets. Make some new friends. Go up to them. Say, listen to this podcast. You can bond over it. Boom, you got a new best friend. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at BFMD Podcast. Facebook, just look up Batflips Maple Dips. Again, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, TuneIn, Stitcher, all over it. Google Play Music. Thanks for listening, and we're going to try something a little bit different for um, Season 2 here. We're going to end things off with a song. Uh, One of us is going to pick each week what song we ended on, and we're going to just talk as that song plays in the background. I'm going to go with... uh, little Jack Johnson, Banana Pancakes, to take us out of Season 2, Episode 1. It, it's, been a, it's been a fun one, boys. Can't wait for Season 2. 
And I uh, can't wait for some of the new things that we got. It's going to be an exciting season. We're not going to be good, but it's going to be fun to watch. I can't so, wait for Vladdy. Yeah, so for the Maritime Mistress Maker and uh, Alan Doyle Stalker, Patrick Marsh, uh, Justin Mr. Anderson, and uh, myself, Clayton Croker from Saskatoon. Hope you enjoyed uh, the start of Season 2. It's going to be fun. Jack, take us away, bud. Thanks for listening. Can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside. But just maybe like a ukulele, mama made a baby. Really don't mind the practice, cause you're my little lady. Lady, lady, love me, cause I love to lay you lady.